Today's episode of the Gotcha 9 podcast is brought to you by our friends at Kyle's Kitchen. Check them out online, kyleskitchen.com slash givingback to make a donation to the community fund. Check out their locations in Goleta, Santa Barbara, and in Isla Vista. All right, we've reached the end of fall ball, so I decided to bring on associate head coach Matt Fontino and the head coach Andrew Checkets for this last episode to talk about their impressions on how fall was through their eyes, uh, all a lot of the positive things that happened, all the hard work that went into pulling it off and then pulling it off and how it felt when we finished up on Friday. So uh, if you watched the live stream, I hope you enjoyed that. It was it was a lot of fun putting it on and talking to some of the guys. Uh, something that we could do in the future, I think, because, well, it's a great thing to watch Gaucho baseball. So we got... Coach Fontino and then Coach Checkets on this episode, and I would like to announce that this will be the, the last episode on this feed until we return in January. I'm going to work on locking down some interviews during the break, and then we'll come back with a bang when we start back up for the spring. So last episode for the year, uh, for everyone that's tuned in, um, thanks so much for listening. So Let's get to Coach Fontino and Coach Chuggets. It's one of the most beautiful views of any campus in America, the Pacific Ocean crashing against the shores of UC Santa Barbara every morning, noon, and night. There's the one-strike pitch, and Mitchell belts the deep left. Cabrera is going to watch it fly. He strikes out the side for the second consecutive inning, and Armani belts it to deep center. Gauchos are going to Omaha. Can you believe it? Two pitch and a curveball is swung on him. And the score is due. Here comes Mitchell. He's going to score. And the Gauchos are the 2019 champions of the Midwest. All right, we are here with associate head coach for the UCSB Gauchos, Matt Fontino, who coaches the third base. Coaches the third base. Coaches at third base. Gosh, it's a basketball game later. I, I had I was doing basketball notes. I got to jump over to baseball, so I'm I'm getting stuff mixed up. <laughs> he coaches third base uh, and leads the offense for the Gauchos. It's his third year with UCSB. Uh, Matt, we, we did it. Quoting the same thing that I said to Spencer and David, but we did it. We made it through fall uh, without missing any days once we started, and I think that was a great accomplishment. Yeah, that was an accomplishment itself. Uh, that was huge, huge to get every day possible that we got in and uh, thrilled that we were able to get through that thing. So what was it like for you on the lead up? Like the the anticipation of fall getting started? Like how did you go about planning? Were you, were you excited? Were you ready? Were you overwhelmed? Like where are you at coaching wise uh, leading up to the start? Yeah, I, I, I don't... I mean, maybe overwhelmed, but only in the sense of um, just, you know, there were so many unknowns and so many uncertainties as far as what we were actually preparing ourselves for. Nobody's ever been through anything like this um, as far as the practice format with the protocols, et cetera, going on. So we really didn't know uh, exactly what we we're going to be dealing with until we just finally did it. Um, and it took, you know, weeks to, to kind of get a hold of it as far as how things were going to work with guys coming in guys going you know the amount of work they were able to do based off of their uh the time that they were allowed to be out there um so that that was really as far as that goes as far as being prepared i mean i 
you know, there's, there's, we were all ready and prepared uh, as we could possibly uh, be just because the layoff, um, you know, we all had enough time on our hands to spend an ample amount of time, uh, you know, going through some type of a, a practice calendar and, you know, you know, coming up with a, a very good, you know, player development plan for, for the group and for the individuals, um, you know, for everybody on a roster. Um, so we were all ready from that standpoint. It was really just came down to, okay, you know, how, how long are they going to be allowed to be out there? How many days a week are they going to be allowed to be out there? Uh, you know, what, what are the, some of the things that might hold us back from a, a protocol standpoint and safety and health issues and all that stuff, which is obviously the most important thing. Um, but, you know, it's just coming up, you know, trying to get through some of that stuff and understanding how that's going to work uh, while trying to practice baseball, while trying to get them out there to compete and run around a little bit. Yeah, we were looking at it on paper, it seemed, for like, I don't know, a month or two, like how mo how much longer are we going to look at this on paper and then see what it looks like on the field? And I think at, at the end, looking back, so there was, there was the, the, the four groups at the start and it kind of felt like individual stuff, which is a, a segment of, of the practice season that we go through anyways. And then it progressed to team practice and then it progressed to scrimmages. So I think at the end of it, it, once we were on the field and we were actively doing things and you get past the protocols, it really felt pretty normal once you were doing baseball activities. Did you feel the same way? Yeah, you know, it, it did. And I, and I almost think once we did get the full group out there at once, you know, for, you know, I think we started with some team defensive stuff and then eventually progressed to inter-squad games. But, you know, even that first, the first few days, the first week, it was like, okay, it feels like we have 700 guys out here because we're used to having, you know, I'm used to having about six hitters at a time. And, you know, there was, everyone was out there and it was like, everyone's just, you know, becoming acquainted with each other again. Like, oh, hey, I remember you. I saw you seven months ago at Oregon State and haven't seen you since kind of thing. But um, <laughs> no, it, it, it was, it was good. Uh, and, and it did, it did, you know, eventually kind of settled down into, okay, this is, this is baseball again. It's college baseball. It's, it's practice. It's, running around the field and doing our thing and all that stuff. But, um, you know, I, th I think it just took a little bit of a while, a little while to get through it. And just, you know, with the start of it, the start of it was actually nice, you know, especially based off of the long layoff, you know, giving guys a lot of individual time and opportunity to really work with guys and see where they're at and progress with them. So, you know, we didn't have any injuries or anything like that, which we really didn't knock on wood. Uh, but that was also nice too, starting the way we did. Could you think of any of the like silver linings that you came across with the format? Like David and Spencer and I, we were, we were speculating like, well, we wouldn't have had Connor Dan. We wouldn't have had Connor Roberts. We wouldn't have had some of these older players that had been around for a while and, and know how it's done, been in the program. Like we wouldn't have had some of those guys had there been a full draft or had there been a full season where they can learn from or where freshmen can learn from these guys. Like, did you, did you come across anything like that? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, in our case, we had, a, we had a couple of position players that would have, you know, fallen into that category, you know, with McLean O'Connor and Marcos Castanon probably being the two main guys among a few others as well um, that I think would have had a, a chance to, to get drafted and move on in a traditional 40 round draft. Uh, but it didn't work out that way. And, and, you know, unfortunately the whole country had to deal with that and uh you know we, we were lucky to get those guys back and we're lucky to have uh you know those guys around for 
this year and beyond and, and, you know, have those guys, you know, be around uh, those young guys, be around them and even their teammates to be around them. I think it's really good for, for those guys to get back into it and uh, spend some time around those guys. And those guys obviously get an additional year to, to continue to develop um, as, as good college baseball players as well. So in the last podcast with coach Jones, we covered infielders, we covered catchers, we covered uh, some of the pitching. So what about the, the outfielders? Cause there's been some, there's a couple impressive new guys in the outfield and then some guys that have made some big strides. Uh, most notably, I think Zach Rodriguez being a newcomer, Nick Vogt, who looks great with the bat, and then Jason Willow, who's who's really at 100% uh, for, for the first time in maybe a year. So what from the outfielders uh, did you see this fall defensively and, and offensively? Yeah, you know, I think you know, from a defensive standpoint, I think, you know, they, you know, I think we're in a unique situation to where, you know, we have some, you know, real, you know, interchangeable parts. You know, I think we have a, a few guys that can really play center field at a high level. Um, and we also have obviously some guys that can play uh, some corner, corner outfield spots at a high level as well, which is nice. You know, usually you're in a situation where, you know, you have a center field and, and after that, there's a huge fall off a guy that can maybe do it, but there is a fall off and you, and you give up some, some defense for some offense or something like that, but we have, we have a, a good amount of depth out there and, and um, you know, a few guys that, that can really do it um, at a high level, uh, which is important to me. You know, I, I, I get a chance to coach those guys and work, work with those guys every day. So I, I, you know, I have a lot of pride in, in how those guys do and develop as outfielders uh, in our program. Um, so, you know, I get a chance to obviously work with them and, and, and help develop them, but you know, they, they work hard. Uh, they're competitive. Um, you know, you mentioned Willow, of course, and, he's come along really nicely offensively. Um, I think, you know, him being healthy, as you mentioned, I think just another year for him to mature, uh, as well, you know, cause that's obviously a, a part of offense as well. Just being mature enough in the box to be able to go from a bat to a bat make adjustments and have good plans, et cetera. Uh, and then Nick vote, you know, I think, uh, you know, I think he's, he had a good fall and, uh, another kid that, uh, I think has a, an extremely bright future. Mason Marquez, you know, it was nice to have him back. He missed about half the fall coming back from, uh, in an injury and, and having surgery in the off season. Um, but he had a nice fall as well and, uh, extremely hard worker was ready to go and do any, anything and everything he could. And, uh, expect all, a lot of, out of him, you know, Zach Rodriguez, who you'd mentioned is, is, is a freshman that, that hit well for us in the, in the fall. And, you know, Damian stone out there as well, running around. I think he has a, um, he's going to be a good center fielder, uh, when it's all said and done, but, you know, he did a good job with some on base percentage stuff and some stolen base stuff as well as getting some, some key hits as well. Versatility. We we like versatility uh, in in the Gaucho uniform. I think that's that's something that this team's gonna have. Uh, just looking through the roster, like I was I was doing some work earlier, looking through the roster. There's gonna be some tough decisions coming up because there's it, there's a lot of talented guys, a lot of guys that that had great falls, and uh, the outfield is gonna be tight. So, and that's a good thing at the end of the day when you're when you're trying to piece together wins uh, and a competitive lineup. So, uh, that's good from my perspective might be difficult for you uh, as coach trying to make those decisions. <laughs> it's it that no, I, I'd much rather have it that way than the other way when where you, you're, you don't, you're out of options or anything like that. But yeah, there's no question. Our depth is, 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 is a nice thing. It's an electric to have. And uh, those guys will be uh, competing, competing a lot in the spring for, for some opportunities. Can you speak towards some of the offensive analytics stuff that we've been digging into with uh with you and, and David Tillotson with KVS and the blast, is that something that you like to use something that's new for you or is it something that you're trying to open up and explore more? 
Yeah. So, you know, and first off, David Tillotson, I mean, we are lucky as can be to have that guy uh, help us out. I mean, he's, he's amazing. Uh, my, you know, I probably overwhelm him uh, a bit with some projects and ideas and, um, but he takes it all in and he runs with it. And, you know, he's usually uh, gets back to me with something within 24 hours or so. So he's, he is awesome. He's extremely good at his job and we're lucky to have him. Uh, but, you know, just with the analytics stuff with the offensive side, yeah, blasts. Um, you know, I, I, I've, I've worked with, um, you know, the, the blast sensors or there's another company as well that does something similar, you know, for the last few years and gotten better and better at it. You know, I think initially um, you get it and it's like this cool, fun toy and it throws up some numbers and, you know, you feel like it's, it's something there for the guys. Um, but I think that has turned into you know, really using, utilizing that as a, as a good learning to, tool for our, our, our hitters individually, just uh, in terms of giving them some good feedback on what their swing is actually doing and, and how to use it and how to, um, you know, create drill or uh, have conversations with guys based off specific numbers and whatnot. And I think we've done a really good job with that. And part of that is, you know, myself learning it and, and becoming better at using it. Tilly, obviously, as well, um, you know, and he's probably the best at it. Uh, but it's also having our players understand it as well, because if our players are just in there hitting and they just see numbers flash up on a screen, that's not really going to mean anything to them. But having them, you know, have an opportunity to, to, to learn a couple of the, the different metrics and stuff that go along with the blast numbers um, and then understand like, OK, well, that, that means this. So I need to be I need to be here so I can make this adjustment or work on this, maybe in some drill work, et cetera. Um, so they can continue to develop is, is very important. And then with KVEST, you know, we we're fortunate enough to get that in the fall. Um, you know, uh, as a big part of our, our development stuff as well. Um, and we've, we've worked, we've, you know, had the opportunity to have it for probably the last couple of weeks. So we, we had it out there as many days as we could to try to work through it with some guys. We ultimately just need to get uh, more swings uh, with it on with our guys to, so we can get some good numbers and some good um, data and some good feedback and stuff from it. But I mean, that's, that's, that's the ultimate for me, just really getting a chance to understand how guys are working uh, how, how they're sequence, how they're sequencing in their swing, you know, how they're moving um, in the box and all that stuff. And uh, that's going to be huge. It's definitely a huge asset for, for our hitters and, and our player development uh, on the off offensive side of the ball. So see so thoughts on the upcoming season, because this is always a weird time of year for me, because you, you finish up fall and fall is always a grind. And then you have like a month off, you start up in January and then you're playing games real games in February. It's, it goes really fast and you, and you ramp up. So with the long layoff and then we get in almost, I mean, basically a full fall and then we have this layoff again and then we got to ramp back up. So, I mean, this is just a process that we go through year in and year out. It's just, it's normal, but what are your thoughts on the upcoming season? What do you think our strengths will be? Uh, and do you think that we will get in a full season? Might be too early to say, but yeah. Um, you know, just, you know, you know, yeah, great, you know, having an opportunity to work through uh, for all intents and purposes, a full fall, I think was huge. I think on a lot of, a lot of, you know, ends, just one, you know, having the guys run around again out there was good. Now, obviously having the guys uh, get some at bats under their belt and obviously our pitching staff to get some innings under their belt uh, was important, especially after the long layoff, um, you know, but kind of leading into the season, you know, I think our, you know, a couple of things, um, you know, I think that uh, our, you know, our pitching staff is in a good, good position. Um, you know, I think that the guys and the pieces that we have, I think we have a, 
an opportunity to, to do really well on the mound um, offensively, you know, like we alluded to earlier with, with the, the outfielders is I, you know, I think we have, I think we have a good amount of depth. I think we have uh, some options out there. We have, you know, a, a decent balance of both left-handed and right-handed options that we can go to, um, you know, from an offensive standpoint and matchups. You know, I think this year in college baseball ros rosters in general are going to be deeper than they ever have been before. So I think that they're, you know, you're going to see a lot more teams with, with opportunities to, you know, have a lefty reliever and have some righty matchup guys and stuff. And, uh, you know how how you know they're going to do and that stuff or as having guys that can pinch hit and and come up in certain opportunities against a certain reliever I think are going to be very important and I think that we have an opportunity to be able to do that just because of our depth and the, and the guys that we have and the pieces and like you know some guys that that are uh, you know can move around the infield a little bit and play some, a few different spots and same thing in the outfield and we got some depth behind the plate um, so I think that that's a that's a definite positive for us and that's something I'm excited about from um, you know, being, being the hitting coach here and, and having an opportunity to, you know, if a, a certain type of pitcher comes in the game, knowing that we got a guy that, that can pitch hit against uh, that type of a pitcher and come through in that situation, you know, hopefully come through in that situation in any way, uh, I think it's going to be big, but you know, we, we have a, we have, we have some, some returners that have, have been through it before. I think that's important as well. You know, you got a guy in McLean O'Connor who uh, was the starting shortstop on a team that won the big West in 2019. And, you know, for most of the year, had the highest winning percentage in the entire country. Um, and, then, you know, that that experience um, is priceless. And, and having a guy like that who's been through it, you know, McGreevy obviously threw a, a good amount of innings on that team. And Boone was our was our Sunday starter on that team. So, um, you know, having guys that that have really uh, been a significant part of that. Um, and then just there, you know, so guys can lean on their experiences. You know, Chris Troy, Marcos Casson on uh, had some playing time that year. Jason Willow. Uh, of course, as well. But, you know, having guys that have that experience, it, it's huge because, you know, I mean, every game is going to matter. And whether we end up playing a full schedule or, or something, you know, gets altered, and you know, down the road here, well, I'm sure we'll find out sooner rather than later with the schedule and all that stuff. But um, I think just having guys with that level of experience and then having, you know, the guys that are new to the program or, or were new to the program last year and, and having uh, a chance to uh, lean on those guys a little bit um, to get through some of those tough spots, I think is going to be uh, really important for us. Can you pick out uh, a couple names of newcomers who listeners haven't heard who you think will be impactful in the lineup uh, this upcoming season? Offensive players. Yeah, uh, you know, I think a couple of guys stand out as far as, you know, um, you, you know standing out and, and doing a good job for us in the fall. And and ultimately, I think all those new guys, you know, I think, you know, I think for any new Division One baseball player that steps on on campus for the first time, I think there's a little bit of an, you know, you're overwhelmed a little bit, um, you know, from, okay, wow, all these guys are out here. Look how big and strong these guys are and, and et cetera. But, you know, the guy that comes to mind right off the top of my head is Leo Mosby. Um from day number one, it was, it was, it was really special. Um, he, you know, he did a really good job from an offensive standpoint, um, incredibly coachable, worked, worked really hard, uh, but also had some numbers to put up uh, as well next to it, uh, hit some home runs, uh, you know, put together good at bats, good competitive at bats, um, you know, a kid that's going to, you know, play somewhere on the left side of the infield um, down the road for us. Um, but, you know, he did a really good job offensively. Um, probably one of the, the stronger, uh, more powerful kids I've ever uh, coached as a freshman uh, before um, from a freshman standpoint. Um, a couple other guys that, that did well, you know, Eugene Gian had a, had a good fall. Uh, Zach, Zach Rodriguez, um, Damian Stone, who I had mentioned, I mean, I think he, 
led the team in walks in the fall, uh, which is not easy to do as a freshman. It's easy to get in there and just swing at everything that's coming your way, especially with the, the arms that we have um, on our roster. And he did a good job managing his at-bats. But, you know, that's just a couple of guys that did really well. And then the one guy I want to point out, too, who I thought um, – had a good fall as well, you know, a returner to the program, um, but I think did well was Jordan Sprinkle, um, finished on a real high note with us. Um, you know, still, you know, he's got McLean O'Connor and, you know, Marcos Castanon and some other guys playing in the infield there, but, you know, re- you know, really competed his butt off and did a really good job from an offensive standpoint, especially down the stretch there to, to wrap up the fall. No John Newman shout out, even though he won the home run derby. You're right. Newman. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> it's, Sometimes I forget about those catchers and I shouldn't because they have, they have their hands full uh, with the defensive stuff as well. But yeah, Johnny Newman did a really good job for us as well. And, you know, he, he developed, you know, he, he worked really hard. You know, we worked on a few things specifically with, you know, his swing and stuff in the fall. And then he, you know, he, he took it, took the bull by the horns and he ran with it. And, and he definitely had some good numbers to, to, to show at the end of the fall. And, and another guy, uh, Bryce Willits, uh, I really liked his at bats, especially against McGreevy. There was one couple weeks ago, where he, he took the count full and took Michael deep. Uh, I really like the way Bryce swung the bat as well, and he's fully healthy because he missed last year because of injury. Yeah, no, he's. Uh, I'm thrilled that we got Bryce um, all healthy and ready to go. And yeah, he's he could be our toughest guy to, to pitch to in general uh, of all of our guys, just because he has a really good eye at the plate and doesn't swing and miss much. And uh, like I said, yeah, he had a he had a good elevated fastball off, off McGreevy, uh, pretty well. Good little roommate battle there. <laughs> Okay, a couple, couple of things to finish up on. Uh, summer recruiting trail in, in COVID times, being uh, the recruiting yeah. coordinator, how, how did that treat you? How, how have you adjusted? Um, I mean, adjustment's the key word to it, to be honest with you. You know, I think, uh, again, I think, um, you know, you know it, it was different from the sense of, yeah, you know, there's no hopping on a plane to, to Phoenix and being out there for three or four weeks. Uh, in the middle of the summer to go see all the stuff out there or heading down to Orange County or the Bay Area or Sacramento or something to go see games and stuff. And that hasn't happened. But at the same time, you know, I, I, what what hasn't changed is, you know, being on the phone with coaches, being on, on the phone with the guys that, that you know and you trust that have good players and that you trust their opinions on guys. That hasn't changed. And that's been the, the biggest thing for us to rely on from that standpoint. Yeah, video and and all that stuff is, is, is utilized as well. Uh, but just having the, the, I'm thankful that, you know, there's a, there's a good crop of coaches out there that I can trust and I can lean on for, for information or opinions and uh, in guys' names and all that stuff. That uh, you know, that's been a, been a, been a huge part of, you know, continuing to put together um, good re- recruiting classes here and, um, and, and all that down the road. Okay. How's, how's my boy Ty doing? Because you got you got uh, Ty in the background, you might be in his room, but uh, I am in I am in his room. Yeah, <laughs> he's got good internet in his in his room. That's great. Yeah, yeah, we got to work out. How's 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 his no, swing look? Yeah, he he's good. He's still swinging out of his butt, uh, trying to hit bombs, as he says. Uh, <laughs> but uh, now he, it, it you know it's killing him that he can't he couldn't be around at all. And you know I'm, you know, I, as you know, Kevin, I like to, to bring him around the field to hang out and we've met, um, we've missed him. You know. Miss like shagging his tea. Uh, he, he'd put a, a tea out and hit during BP and he'd ask me to yep. shag all the balls for him. He'd boss. Yeah. Me. Yeah. 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 He's not afraid to say that. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, I know he's, you know, it's killing him that he can't be out there with the boys and running around and, 
uh, and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, I, 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 I go out and I throw to them and uh, flip them some wiffle balls and let them hit and all that stuff. So I try to keep them as into the game as I can. He loves it, fortunately. And, uh, you know, hopefully he'll be out there uh, when all this stuff clears up. That's great. Well, you, you got a busy house. It's a full house. You got four little ones uh, and, and the wife. Yes, of course. we do. So hope, hope things are yep. well over there and that you enjoy your holidays. And, uh, and thank you for the kombucha. Thank yeah, you of course. Yeah, I, that's the least I can do, Kevin. You're the hardest working guy on our entire staff, man. You were there before anybody showed up and you were there after us. So uh, big thank you to you for, for all your work this fall and, and for everything you do. I mean, the field looks amazing every single day. We're lucky to, to play on that facility at the, on that uh, in that facility and uh a big thank you to you kevin i appreciate it matt well uh that, that's all we got uh in, enjoy the break and be safe and, and get psyched for uh for january and for baseball to come back because uh we're gonna be back soon so um that's uh associate head coach matt fontino thanks matt yep you got it anytime kevin have a good one all right All right, we're here with head coach Andrew Checkets. Checks, did you have the same feeling that I did, and after the the scrimmage on Friday, where it was this kind of this feeling of accomplishment? It was different than a than a how falls have finished in years past. It it kind of like it felt really good. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a def- it was definitely a different feeling. It did feel like there was some mission accomplished to it with all the work that went into it and the, you know, the COVID testing and the COVID protocols and, you know, it was each individual, um, shop, you know, in our, in our, in our program, you know, had different challenges, your, your shop with, you know, one man crew with the, the, the field, you had other guys hopping into your area, the analytics guys helping you out with field and Hakame doing a lot of that and not having managers and, you know, being short, short of volunteer assistant coach, you know, Dylan doing all kinds of different things and coaching MacGyver by coaching the catchers and the infielders and pitchers. And so it was, it was definitely different, but, you know, with all of those challenges, it, it uh, was rewarding to go out there and get it, get through it. And by the end of it, it started to feel normal. The, the last probably three or four weeks where we were scrimmaging and settling in a little bit, it felt like, uh, it felt like a normal fall where we were able to do skill development and, and have competitive scrimmages. And that was rewarding at the end to get through that. Yeah. When we first talked, it was after the first weekend where we had, there was only like 10 guys, 12 guys that had been cleared with all their physicals and the paperwork and stuff at that point. And then it was the small groups for the first four four weeks, and the first day of team practice, when everybody's out there, and it's like, oh man, look at all these players. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Yeah, they didn't know anybody's name because they'd been <laughs> in other groups. <laughs> we didn't. We never got to the name game. Never got anybody. to the name game. A, a a proud tradition, the name game. I. Th- did we dive into that at some point? It had to have been approached at one point, the, the name game, maybe amongst the pitchers. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I didn't see it. I didn't see it going on down there. And I, frankly, it, it, uh, 
it didn't even enter my brain for a second. So <laughs> all, all the other stuff we were worried about, I, I said, I guess they'll figure out who the other guy is when they get a chance. How many different versions of practice plans do you think you made? Did you print out each individual one and keep a binder? Or did you just kind of compress that and, comp- and, and store it away in the deep recesses of your brain? <laughs> yeah, there was, there was a lot. I, you, I know you caught it, but I kept posting you know, version 3.0 and I'd post on yeah. Monday knowing that it was going to be version 47 after, after some of the, the uh, hiccups. So, uh, yeah, it was just an added, added layer. And usually the falls like that already for us where we've got a lot of, there's so much individual skill work and there's so many different groups and you're doing a lot of small, small group work that the fall already has a lot of layers to it. And, you know, I'm used to Sunday being, you know, there being a significant amount of practice planning going on, uh, on Sunday leading up to that week and a lot of, a lot of changes and adjustments based on, you know, how guys arms feel and, you know, you know, injuries and things like that. But the, the COVID stuff added a, definitely another, another layer to it of complexity. So in, in my talk with Dylan and in my talk with, with Matt, we were talking kind of themes and, and how, how the fall went, just kind of just a, like a broad theme of it. And it sounded like reps, reps, reps was kind of the theme. Like we need to get these guys out here and get them doing baseball things again and just get them in that repetitive feel. Is that, did that just kind of come about or was that something that you guys discussed? It was, all right, let's just, let's just hit, 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 ground ball, ground ball, ground ball, and pitchers like try and get as productive as you can in, in bullpens as possible. Was that one of the themes of the fall? Other than the usual stuff, getting the team organized and putting plays in and getting scrimmages done. Yeah, and usually the fall's a lot heavier individual skill development than at least we've, you know, we've evolved. Um, You know, every year we change how we do it a little bit. And a few years ago, um, made some more adjustments to how we were training and spent a lot more time in individual skill work in the fall and a lot less time on team defense, um, team offense stuff. And this year was, you know, we, we, because of the limitations in the small groups, that was really the only option was, you know, we're gonna have to, we'll figure out on defenses later and we'll, we'll figure out alignments later. You know, right now let's, let's work on the individual skill development. Um, and usually it's probably, you know, 80, 20 in the fall or it's 80% skill development and then 20%, you know, team stuff, um, team, team offense, team defense. And, you know, this, this fall, at least the first 40 days were, you know, almost exclusively individual skill um, based. So it was nice when we got to do some team practices and bring everybody out there and add in um, the the team defense. And we try and, you know, over the years, again, evolved more and try and um, phase that stuff in where we're, we're putting a, you know, play in here or play in there. And there's some things that we need to have to scrimmage, um, but putting the bare bones in, um, to be able to scrimmage, we got to that point where we were able to do that. And then, you know, coming back in January, we'll be able to do some more team stuff to, to get us ready. I think what the, the only thing, I, the only negative I would say is that it was very difficult to create the competitive environment that, um, I'm accustomed to. And I think guys are accustomed to whether that's, you know, team conditioning, where we do a lot of, a lot of competition 
um, whether that's some of the the team um, defensive competition drills that we do, you know, we were able to get to that at the end, maybe the last week or week and a half, and it was pretty sloppy because we hadn't we hadn't done it. Um, but that part of it was was different, um, and that was from a negative perspective. That was the one negative I would say is I missed some of that competition that we're usually accustomed to. Um, you know, and the, if you're talking about themes, that's usually a, a big part of the fall theme. And we were competing within individual skill work groups and Matt was doing a lot of that and we were doing competitive bullpens when, when we could. Um, and Dylan was incorporating competitive things into the individual defensive stuff with the infielders. Um, but in terms of having the whole team out there competing at one time, um, we weren't able to get to that point. Um, and that that was something that I missed a bit. Yeah, and no... No tour de los gauchos and and no wet and sandy. Disappointing, no wet and sandy. True. Hopefully we can get to do that soon. Yeah, I know it's true. And usually that's a better conditioning day when it's a little warmer and earlier in the year. I don't know January if that's much fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, at at the rate we're going, uh, seventy five at the field today. So yeah, that's true. The water's pretty cold, Cap. Yeah, the the, the yep. north swell the north swell is here. There's, there's been some waves, so the cool waters. Yep, but my booties and my gloves arrived, so I'm gonna test them out. Oh, excellent. Well, we'll get to that in another pod. Checks and surfing. Flopping <laughs> <laughs> yeah, around and pushing my son into the into a wave. Well, let's get to the most recent uh, thing that happened the, the the live stream of the scrimmage on Friday, uh, and the the Santa Barbara script versus the Gauchos script, the, what that's a, that's an annual thing where the guys draft uh, the teams, the players draft the teams and, and we do a, a competition amongst uh inner squad for the last week of the, of the fall. How did the, how'd the live stream go for you? I mean, I was, I was behind the mic and running the camera. Uh, I thought it went well. Um, but what kind of feedback did you get from that? Yeah, a lot of good feedback, especially from the professional scouting community that has their first opportunity to lay their eyes on our guys this fall and track their their progress. Um, everybody I've talked to was really excited about that. And that was we weren't able to get scouts in the ballpark like we had we had hoped. And um, and I understand where the administrators are coming from. We were getting ready to wrap up a successful fall and um, we didn't we didn't need any hiccups at that point. And and so given you know not only scouts but the parents and fans that have been you know itching to get their their baseball fix were able to watch it and they i got to watch it too i couldn't sleep the night after and was up early listening to it and watching it it was fun it was enjoyable and um you know i think uh, i think the guys enjoyed it and i know their families enjoyed it so what about scrimmage takeaways Do you have any standout performances just from scrimmages in general from the guys that you got to see for the first time in a scrimmage environment and then guys that you've seen in the past in a gaucho uniform in a real NCAA competition and then in a scrimmage environment. Like, so like returners coming back who impressed you newcomers who on the field impressed you this fall in scrimmages. Um, yeah, the, the, because I'm so heavily invested in the pitching side and spend so much time with those guys, it's you know easier for me to, to fixate on that a little bit, but there was a long, there, the list is almost too long on the mound side of it of guys that right. improved yeah. and got better and made significant jumps. Um, 
and you know it's it, McGreevy. You look at him and the velocity increase, uh, significant velocity increase. Uh, Boone threw the ball well the last three weeks. Roberts, Dan, Troy all had significant velocity increases and some um, some improvements to their their pitches. And then you know guys like Hall and Benbrook and Lewis who were um, supporting cast type guys last year who came back and you know Lewis and and Harvey uh, I'm sorry Harvey Benbrook and Lewis I think I said Hall excuse me but those Harvey Benbrook and Lewis you know were supporting cast guys and they they all made jumps and Harvey and and Lewis you know were, were 90 to 93 in the 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 fall after you know last year being kind of mid 80s type guys and um, so that that was promising not only for this year but for the future after we lose um, lose a lot of the guys we're going to lose to the the draft this year. Um, and then incomers on the mound, um, you know, Hall and, and Rice and Welch, those guys probably stood out, uh, the most out of, out of that incoming group, you know, Hall's a rise ball guy with some velocity and, um, Welch and Rice both showed promises as, uh, as young guys that, uh, have a chance to be, um, very good for us. And there were some other freshmen that, uh, ending and we guys that threw the ball well, just maybe not quite as well as those guys. Um, you know, on the position player side of it, um, you know, they had to face all those pitchers. So <laughs> it was <laughs> for, a, for a time. It was, it was tough sledding f- for the offense, uh, especially for like the first week or so. Yeah, they were clearly behind and, and they should be that none of them played summer ball. Um, they missed all those at bats from last spring. They missed the at bats in the summer. Um, and then they, you know, they got thrown in there and, you know, McGreevy's thrown 96 mile an hour wiffle balls at them. And it's going to take a little bit of time to adjust when the, you know, having those pitchers ahead. Um, and early on the pitchers weren't in the strike zone very much. You could see it was pretty rough, you know, a lot, not in the strike zone enough. The pitch, the position players were chasing it when it was out of the strike zone a little bit, but you could see the progression as the fall went along and those position players started to adjust and, and get better. And in particular, the last, uh, two weekends they were they were much better much more competitive offensively and I, I know you didn't live stream stream Thursday um but you know they they handed it to the pitchers pretty good that day um so uh, you know seeing Willits healthy was was you know Willits McLean and Willow um you know those are top of the order type bats athletes um that we're going to count on a lot to see those guys healthy um was was refreshing because i think they're going to add a lot to our offense um you know the other the other returners um that were healthy last year we you know did a good job and we knew but we knew we knew we were gonna get it was just those three guys are our key players for us and uh having them at 100 percent um you know really really is going to improve our offense so when we talk about biggest takeaways from from fall ball and kind of a, a general sense when i think about it in my head it's like yeah it was great to be out there and see the guys get the work in like and make it feel normal like yes like that's been covered that's established I think the other thing is that there are a lot of schools out there who did not have a fall and one of the biggest things for you was to push to get the gauchos on the field because it's important as a if you're trying to win baseball games in the spring you need this time it's essential 
And if there are ways to get it done, then we need to try our hardest to, to get it done. And there's a lot of people that want involved to make it happen and get this done on the field. So I guess my question is, is that a big takeaway for you having fall actually take place? Because without it, probably at the beginning of the season, we're going to be where the offense was on the first day of scrimmage, where they're way behind the pitching. And it's hard to be competitive in an environment like that when you're out there playing another school in an NCAA sanctioned game. It, it did feel like it was about six weeks before the guys were really settled in offensively, even on the mound where, you know, that last weekend we saw some, some guys really going for it on the mound and, and, uh, it felt, it did, it felt like that. And there's always a ramp up period, you know, we're going to send them home for uh, a month and then they got to, they got to come back and, you know, we're counting on them to be able to show up prepared. Um, but there, because we had a, a fall that that ramp up should be a little bit smoother and easier in January. Um, than if we were just, just getting going. So, um, and you touched on it, but you know, they, none of this happens without our school and administration getting behind it. I mean, I can, I can jump up and down all I want. And, um, if I got everything that I, I asked for, you know, that'd, that'd be great, but it just doesn't, it just doesn't work that way. You've got to, you've, you've got to have support from your administrators and they have to have support from people across campus. And for me, the, the, the end there where we were able to scrimmage and on the live stream, it was you know, a culmination of all of that work that people put into it. Um, and I tried to message that to the guys consistently that, you know, we should have a, an attitude of gratitude for being able to be out here because none of it happens without, you know, John McCutcheon, Kelly Barsky, Tom Hastings, the people across campus, our training room, um, all the extra work that, that they put in, uh, the support staff like yourself and the other people. I mean, that, all of the things that go into that to make that happen um, is something to be, you know, to be proud of because there are a lot of schools that couldn't pull it off. And whether that's because of the county they're in, some of the restrictions, or whether that's, you know, because of the, the resources that are available to them. But, you know, we were able to do our testing in-house on campus, uh, get those tests turned around. So uh, we tested every week. Our, our, we went seven weeks without a positive test. Um, you know, I think that's, that says a lot about the resources that the university has. And it's one of the benefits of being at a, a research institution that can, that can pull that off. Um, and then our players had to do it too. I mean, they had a social contract that they had to abide by and um, none of it works if they don't abide by that because we would, have, we would have had outbreaks and gotten shut down. Attitude for gratitude. I, I hadn't heard that yet. Yeah. I don't think I, I don't, I don't think that's original. I'm sure I got it from somewhere. <laughs> well, in any case, it might be the title of this podcast attitude for gratitude. I, I like that wherever it came from, whether, whether it was an original thought or not. Uh, I, think oh. I think that's great. Um, okay. La last, last thing. What, when can we expect to get back on the field to, to get ready for spring? And what do you expect from the Gauchos uh, in the 2021 season? Sitting, uh, sitting, sitting where you are right now. Yeah. So right now we're planning on testing on January 4th. I believe that's that Monday. Um, we'll have probably a week period there. Where we're going to need to, test a couple times to uh, 
get clearance to start and then we'll start our small group work again um probably that following week which would be somewhere around the 11th um we'll have a couple weeks of small group work and then team practice as of right now based on the ncaa rules starts the end of january um there are there are, is some talk out there of maybe some waivers of being able to start team practices earlier which i think would be a positive especially for those teams that you know haven't had a fall um to be able to come out and do more it's a it's a tricky balancing act though because if you go too hard too fast too early you're gonna end up with a bunch of injuries um so i, I actually we we moved pretty slow this fall um in terms of you know, the amount of hours and the amount of intensity uh, and volume of the work. And uh, I would suspect we'll probably err on that side again, uh, leading up to it and then have full team practice in January. You know, as of right now, we're supposed to, we're supposed to open up, um, like it's February 19th against Sac State at home. So uh, nothing has changed from that standpoint yet. I think there's some talk about some change to, to some conference games and maybe how that affects midweek. Nothing's official. There's some uh, there has been some discussions right there right now, but uh, we're still optimistic and hopeful that we can get going and, on uh, on February 19th. Now, I don't think that's going to be across the conference or across the country or across the state, um, but up to this point, they've let uh, schools and teams handle some of those things individually, and I hope that continues because I do feel like we're, we're prepared um, from an institutional standpoint to be able to, to play a non-conference opponent in February. Okay. That's all great things. Uh, a, a great review. And I'm, I'm just, I'm really proud of the way this, uh, way the university, the program, the staff, the players handled everything in this fall. And, uh, I was, I'm just, I'm really happy to be here and this is, this has been great. So uh, attitude of gratitude, Kev. Attitude of gratitude. Exactly. Right there. All right. So, uh, that'll do it for, uh, for coach check Thanks for the time. Uh, you're monitoring study hall, taking a break from monitoring that, uh, guys still got finals of all, yeah. of all this. Uh, they still got, they've been being diligent in the classroom. Uh, they got finals coming up. It's, it's been weird with no, no class checks and the campus is completely empty and the gouges are out there playing baseball, uh, and, and basketball too. Uh, and a bunch of the other sports have been active practicing, getting on the field. So, uh, that's been good to see. So, uh, best of luck in finals for the gauchos and then, uh, coach checks, I'll see you on the pickleball court. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll bring my A game next time. Okay. Sounds good. Head coach Andy Chuggets. Thanks. All right. Thank you to our sponsor, Kyle's Kitchen. And thank you to Coach Chuggets and Coach Fontino. Two guys that really know their stuff that are Directing this program in the right direction, Coach Chegetz, since he took over, is, it's just been nothing but positive and moving forward and getting better and better and better. And the way the guys went about this fall, I think this this team could be really good. So one last time, last episode for this fall. We will talk to you again in January. So I do want to send out a couple thanks for guys that have been working behind the scenes uh, since we started this in May. Um, just first of all, all the guests, it's been it's been great to reach out to you and to talk to you, get to know you, and hear your experiences as gauchos and get your experiences uh, as professional players and in the professional world. If it's 
if it's not involved with baseball. So it's been fun reaching out and and hearing all those stories. Um, for people that have helped behind the scenes, uh, Cole Mueller for a time, he, he helped out at the onset. Uh, we have Julian Ishii Lusk, who does work for me on the field. Uh, he did last year, wasn't able to come this fall for the COVID reasons. We hope to have him back, but he's been doing some of the graphics behind the scenes. And then uh, David and Spencer, they really crushed a lot of the MLB report stuff and the fall work and did some good research going into their segments as well. So want to give credit where credit is due. Um, I've really enjoyed this. So we'll bag some more interviews, come back next year with a bang, and we'll get ready for the start of the 2021 season. So happy holidays. Stay safe. Have a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, and a very pleasant New Year as we get ready for 2021.